I'm still in my pajamas. Did you actually get dressed? Yes. I, I, you know, I haven't done not getting dressed in a long time. Are you kidding uh, me? Yeah. It's like, I like mean, not in a long time since early COVID or not in a long time since you were seven? Uh, somewhere in between. Since you were 14? Since you were 19? Well, I, I guess I could say this is episode 185 of the Metafilter podcast. I am Josh Cortex Millard, and I'm Jessamine. And uh, yeah, we're we're wrapping up May here, and uh, yeah, and we're yeah. we're early on the on the stick, which uh, feels good. Um, maybe. Yeah, I, let's do it. I don't know. Feels, I don't know. Feels good to me. It feels fine. I feel okay. I'm reading. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I feel okay too. But I'm reading the Wikipedia page about the number 185, and it, I got derailed by looking at the spiral of Theodorus, which I don't know whatever uh, the fuck it is, but it has something to do with this number, and maybe someone smarter than me. Theodorus. I don't actually know what that is, but I'm gonna can look. Can figure it out. It sounds. Good. It looks cool. Oh, it's like a conch shell sort of spiral. Yeah, and it's got like a whole. It's made up of a whole bunch of triangles, sort of. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. Okay, man. Reading about math on Wikipedia is hard. It's I like think. you take a, you take okay a right triangle. You take a right triangle and then you make another right triangle whose uh, longer straight side is the, the hypotenuse of the, of the previous one, one and then you and just, just keep going. So on. Looks like it. So is the Theodorus? Okay, I guess I guess just look it up. Like, what is the nature of a Theodorus number? Is what I need to understand here. Uh, number. I got the square root of 17 and gave up. Uh, da, 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 da. Hmm. Yeah, this is good radio. I'm reading about <laughs> uh, something about square root it's of It's not twos. radio. You're yeah. good. Yeah, you know, I, I won't worry about it too much. I should just go to the Wikipedia page and try and find the number 185. Uh, so I can see where on the uh, the spiral it is, but it's like the first four triangles have something to do with the number one eighty five, and that's as far as that I might got. that might be the that might be the sum of the angles of it or something like that. Yeah, eyeballing it looks like it could be like the first six triangles come out to one hundred eighty five degrees. Uh, what I don't know. No, no, not you. Just like <laughs> again, we talked about this. I like math, but like too much math is like. You know how, like, you're scratching a cat and everything's great, 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 and then suddenly the cat attacks you as if they've been mad at you for your whole life? Yeah. Math is like that for me. I'm like, yeah, math, yeah, math, yeah, math. What the fuck? You know, and (laughs) too much math happens quick. And, like, my sister has this thing where, like, you can't really do math with her when it's too late in the day. You know, she gets, like, stressed and tired, like we all do. But, like, for me, stressed and tired doesn't have anything to do with whether I want to do math in my head. But, like, you know, if we're at a restaurant or something and we're calculating the tip in our in our weird ways, I'll be like, okay, so it's – and she'll be like, don't. Don't do math out loud. It's too late. It's too late for math out loud. Like, okay. All right. Okay. Good. But then sometimes we try and do math out loud at night just to bugger. That, that She's like, what did sporting. I tell you about math out loud? Uh <laughs> You like it more the later it is? What? 
this uh this 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 Theodorus fact is actually I want to say weak sauce. One hundred eighty-five okay. right triangles in the Theodorus thing fit within the first four turns of the spiral. That from oh, yeah, my that's briefing garbage. here, okay. that makes sense. But like, what the fuck? Like, I it's okay if one eighty-five is just a shitty number with nothing going on. But that's not that's nothing. It's like uh, 17, the number of marbles I can fit in my cheek. I have no idea if that number is right. I guess it depends on the marble, too. And the kind of day I'm having. Um, my cat has Fuck, sat on I my mouse. I iTunes by accident, and now it's opening and just not opening? Yeah, I, I, I only ever click iTunes by accident at this point Why in my life. Why is that happening? It's just loading, loading, loading? What? Why? Uh, there might be a hidden dialog box that popped up under something that's waiting for a button to be pressed because that's I a can good confirm that UI. is not the case. Oh well. oh, well, I'm just closing that window and hopefully it's not going to be a problem. Yep, cross your fingers. La, la, um. la. <laughs> Sorry I'm too masculine for you. I've tasted your scorn on my lips. Children don't speak unless spoken to. Um, so obviously we talk, we should talk about the big news first, which is that, uh, Boncliffe made some cow tools. Oh my God. Right. That's amazing. Did he put that in projects or is it not even on projects yet? Is it breaking news? He put it on projects. Oh, there you and go. And then I used that to do the lazy, just press the button to make a Metafilter post thing. Cause I, I've never done that before somehow. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it's got like you know two comments and ten favorites on projects, and um, it's got uh, uh, I don't know a couple dozen comments maybe on Metafilter on the post I made about it, and something like thirty thousand likes on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, it was up. like because he's always got like occasional like things that blow up. At least I feel like, but this may be his blow it upness yes, most I, blow up thing. Because I think, I think it's understandable so by people who don't even know him, you know? Yeah. Like having a, a nice, solid, uh, coherent, but also deeply pop culture reference thing like this is just, oh, it's it's good. I'm so pleased with this, Jim. You did a good job with your cow tools. Yes. and And I saw him, like, when he was bending that piece of wood... Like earlier, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is and this?" And I was like, "What are Why you is he doing?" A piece of wood? But did I ask? No, no, I didn't ask. I just meh. was like, "I'll figure it out." He'll he'll tell me. We'll we'll know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm delighted, kind of, not to have tried to figure out what he's up to because, like, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, that's oh, that's beautiful." And anyone who like doesn't know that far side is like, "What the fuck is everyone talking about?" Which, how, how do you like it, young people? Sometimes old people have incomprehensible uh, bullshit that we won't shut up about. Um, I spend too much time on TikTok to pretend that I've got some sort of fussy anti-youth culture thing going on. But, <laughs> More uh, time on TikTok than I do, which is zero time on TikTok. And have <laughs> I told you about Jim, other Jim, my Jim's interaction with TikTok, which is primarily looking at YouTube compilations of TikTok videos? Yeah, that works. Yeah. I mean, the so TikTok every now and again, he'll like... talk to me about something on TikTok, and I'm like, you remember the rules. You have to tell me if you start using TikTok. He's like, no, no, no. I'm just using YouTube. Just aware of the content, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, 
And the other news is that you're uh, taking over ownership of, of Metafilter. Sure. Which uh, I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> and I owe you some paperwork, which is uh, pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. I got everything I needed from you, uh, which took a while, but is now finished. <laughs> now you need stuff from me, and uh, maybe I'll just sit on it and see how it feels. Actually, yeah, I'm just, yeah. like I said, it's been a week, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably no, get on it when I'm back to my main desk. It's really weird, like, trying to do work at a place that's not your normal workplace yeah. if you're a person who always works at your workplace, you know? Yeah, it's disorienting. It's, it's yeah. uh, It doesn't have the same sort of natural, oh, this is what's happening now sort of feeling. Yeah, and, like, working on my laptop as opposed to anything else. But, yes, we should probably say, like, you and I talked about this uh, uh, in a series of discussions, but culminating in, you know, March, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you were like, I want to tell everybody right now. And I'm like, it's my sister's birthday. Don't you dare do this while I'm trying to have a nice time with my family. You were like, cool. Um, and then we had to dick around dealing with paperwork. And I had some conversations with Loop just to make sure everybody was on the same page. Yeah. Um, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, there's going to be some aggravating admin getting it actually up and runningly functional like currently you still are the guy with the name on the paper yeah getting that stuff changed is just going to be sort of annoying whack-a-mole for a little bit um yeah like we've like like the nice thing about having loop dealing with the like the, as the primary person dealing with like the actual like administrative stuff and payroll stuff is like that is all stuff that isn't dependent on that so they've been right. able to just like get up to speed on that and take it off my hands. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of the annoying stuff that you get to do, but uh, but there is less daily maintenance of that annoying stuff. So, it, you know. Right. Well, and it's not annoying to me, honestly. Like, uh, you know, I, I said in the thread and I'll, I'll say here, like that kind of admin crap, I'm not particularly bad at and it just doesn't bother me. It's like taking a yeah. test that you kind of know the answers to. It's just fussy. And yeah, exactly. I think we've talked about this before, but like, in the UK, they have this concept of admin as a separate aspect of the thing you have to do, right? So, like, maybe you teach, maybe you teach a class, right? And, like, the class is its own thing, but then there's the admin part of it, you know, like getting grades into the grading system or filling out the paperwork in order to get hired. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I don't think in the US that it's, it's as obvious that admin is a part of things and your relationship to admin, not you, Josh, but like you, anybody, affects your relationship to whatever the thing is that has admin as a component, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like one of the many things that happened this week is I agreed to teach a uh, adjunct lecture. I agreed to be an adjunct lecturer at the University of Hawaii again, which I'm very excited about, which will be here in Vermont because I burn and Hawaii's far <laughs> away and... They don't want me to be there any more than I want to be there. Uh, but one of the things about being an adjunct is it pays like X amount of dollars. And the other thing is if you only work for a state university every two or three years, there is an immense amount of paperwork. Mm. And and sometimes it involves like you've got to not only get a notary, you've got to get a medallion signature. Like, you know, you've got to find somebody <laughs> with a special box of stickers to put them on this thing that you then mail to Hawaii. And like, I don't mind that stuff, but I kind of hate that it. I can watch my hourly 
pay rate decline yeah. every time I need to get in the car to drive somewhere to get a special signature. Yeah, and I should start... probably be less mercenary about it. Maybe. But it's definitely a thing I think about a lot. And I think in the U.S. it might help us with some of our relationships to things if we were more conscious about the admin aspects and how we were about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like that's that's one of the things is, is is too. Like, I I describe this stuff as annoying. I don't really describe it as hard because I don't think it is hard in principle. Well, but watch you do it, Josh. But but well, that's the thing. Like, that's one of the things I recognize about myself and thinking about like what I've been doing the last several years and what I might want to do in the future is like you know, I know that for me that shit is more of a burden than it academically speaking needs to be. Sure, and, and then intellectually should... you know it to be right. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, it's never been an issue where it's like, oh, man, I can't imagine how anyone could do this. It's like, no, I'm trying to figure out why I'm not getting it fucking done, despite the fact right. that intellectually I'm like, well, it's oh, like no, me this the is accomplishable. You know? Yeah. Like, why aren't I making that phone call? I don't know. Phone calls? I'm not even bad at phone. I just have a thing. Yeah. And I, I don't understand it fully. Yeah, that is weird. That was something I used to have like a real thing about and I've gotten better about it. I think partly because I stopped using the phone for fucking anything unless I had to. Yeah. And brought down the frequency. But like, you know, I had a I had a fucking outgoing call market research call center job years ago. Oh my god, ago. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's Or sucked. I forgot if I knew it. Um, I think I I I I was already done with it before like when I started hanging out more aggressively on Metafilter in like 2005, you were already on the I'd insurance been... scanning paperwork. Job. Well, no, no, I, I was. It was because I got laid off along with like everyone else left at that office, oh. like abruptly in the shittiest way, um, and suddenly I Rude. had like, unemployment and time on. And that was a very wearing my bathrobe all day sort of period. <laughs> uh, but I also started hanging out on Metafilter a lot more, um, and that's sort of what I started like getting more actively involved rather than it just being sort of you know amusement reading and whatnot and. Uh, so yeah, it was already sort of the bygone at that point. But yeah, no, it was like it was for uh, Gartner Research. Uh, oh yeah, I'm familiar back with when Gartner. they still did outbound research like that. Like we were a primary research center, which means we actually talked to people and ran shitty polls and surveys with them. Uh, and I think eventually Gartner was like, you know what? Fuck this noise. This isn't profitable enough. Let's just go back to buying other people's research results and creating second tier executive reports on it and blah, blah, blah. And I, I can't emphasize how not interested I ever was in anything about that job. Sure. You're <laughs> like, just like, I'd prefer to have a job. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the same thing with the insurance imaging job I had. Like there was nothing interesting about that job. I was excited to leave that to work full time at Metafilter back in 2008 because like, you know, it's like, it's the job that was there and I learned stuff about it and so I can find myself talking about the things I learned in it and I was like but I don't actually I don't even care about this stuff I just I had to put it in my brain so yeah fuck it but like you know do market research for a few years like outbound calls it's just you are going to either get over a general disinclination to use the phone or you are going to get over having that job because it's one or the other like you don't have a choice you're making calls all day Right. Um, and at that point, I think I got pretty inured to a lot of the things that previously had been like, oh, I don't want to use a phone. Um, and yeah, so it's that's backed off a bit over time. Like I've got a little bit more of the, uh, I don't really want to make a phone call thing going on, but it doesn't really bug me the way it, it, it did at one point and the way I think it does bug a lot of people. Um, and that's super incoherent. Like why is my brain this way sort of way, right? Like it's right. not like, it's not like, oh, I was, you know, my parents were, 
killed by a telephone in a dark alley after a screening of Zorro. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, it's just like, it just sucks. Who wants to be on the phone, right? But like for some well, people, like, like, I can't yeah, hear ugh. people. The etiquette that I understand doesn't work on the phone a lot of times because people are coming at it at cross purposes for whatever mm. reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I could list the reasons, but none of it's a real, for me at least, reason. Yeah. Like there's some other reason that I don't fully understand and partly uh, I'm a grown ass lady who gets to make choices and that's my choice <laughs> but it's weird because when I come up against people who are making a similar choice with email you know I'm like what the fuck you don't use fucking email what like ugh. and <laughs> but I think part of that is you know if you use email for a job the presumption is you're actually using that email you know yeah Whereas I know a lot of people, like, you can just email them at their job and you'll just never hear from them. And, yeah. like, that strikes me as odd. But, you know, yeah. the more people I work with at drop-in time and the more people I see who have inboxes, you know, with 10,000 emails in them. And they just kind of read things and then maybe do something and then their inbox fills up some more. Like, they don't file. They don't, you know, I can I can totally understand it even if I don't intellectually grasp it, kind of. Yeah. There should be some universal uh, middleman service that like all kinds of communication can go into and then that come used back to be email, Josh. Well, yeah, but you know, yeah. But like, I mean, I if, feel like right now you can pretty much move anything from one to the other. You know what oh, I mean? Sure. You can get your email on your phone, you can get your Slack and your you know, email, blah blah blah. I mean it's but one it, of the great it, things it, about it needs working to be with like a black box middle man thing like it's what i'm thinking like you just have the box and you put whatever you put into it and then you send it to whoever it's going to send send to and the box just automatically in the way that they want whatever they want exactly you know yeah no i like that idea sort of an accessibility tool for the neurodivergent it's one of the things i've been really uh interested in uh working with loop right because loop is in a different uh you know communication style than me and you know i just asked them at one point like Okay, what works for you? I can't hang out in the Slack all day because then it just tells me there's 17,000 things I need to get at. (laughs) Because most of my Slack is just idle bullshitting with friends. And when I'm busy, I don't do any of it. But if if I need to do something for work, I maybe need to not hop into a Slack. And uh, Loop was just like, oh, you know, WhatsApp works great for me. And I've never used it before. Just never had a reason. And yeah. uh, that works great. And it's been really Excellent. nice because, you know, Loop was just like, this is what works for me. And I'm like, great. I can figure that out. And it actually is what works for them. So great. Perfect. Yeah. yeah no, this this is a thing that, like, uh, I have been – it's disorienting in a pleasant way to not necessarily know the details of any of that stuff. Oh, God. That was so funny when we made the announcement and you 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 panicked because you wanted to make sure everything had been cleared with me, which was so sweet of you. That was that, that was a heart raising ten minutes. Yes, this was this was with a side update on Wednesday where it was announced that uh, Jessamine is going to be uh, taking over ownership. Which and... like Loop and I had planned, and like I was busy all day, and so we had literally planned it down to like the half an hour kind of. Okay, it'll happen about here. Here's the draft of what we're going to say. How is that? Is the transition team okay with it? Blah blah blah. Like we did a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah, you, yeah, you do the stuff. You you set it up. Uh, and and yeah, like there was no reason I needed to know about that because like we already knew about it. But I had been making a point 
um, to probably everybody's annoyance at this point of, you know, not talking about it until it was decided to talk about it as far as your involvement. And uh, I was worried that there had been some sort of crossed wire uh, that had gotten it in there and that like it had been included without you knowing, in which case you'd be like, oh, what the fuck? Right. Um, but that was not the case. Everything was in order. And I just like, oh, I didn't I didn't need to know this. This is OK. <laughs> right. I didn't have to be involved in this at all. How yeah. nice. Yeah, this is great. Good. Well, um, so, yeah, I had to I had to charge my laptop Mm-hmm. Uh, to use it uh, the other day because I hadn't like charged it or used it in a while, and I realized like that was one of those oh, you don't realize uh, that the headache is gone until you realize it's gone sort of thing. Where right, I didn't have I to bring to, it. I don't have to have it charged at all times, so I can bring yeah, it to like, the coffee shop if I have yeah, to deal yeah, with yeah the coffee thing. shop or even just on the couch, like you know, keeping an eye on the site on a slow night while watching some TV with Angela. And I haven't had to do that. Like, and it's like oh oh shit, that's neat. That's pretty cool. Right. Also, I reflexively started chewing on a, uh, a dried cranberry there, and I apologize if any of that chewing came through. I, I didn't hear any chewing. Good, good. Although Kept I'm a subtle. lucky person in that, like, chewing sounds don't really bug me. Like, I, I know there are many people like that, and that must be really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but if I heard you chewing, I'd just be like, oh, that's slightly rude, but whatever. I think I avoided the noises, but I was realizing I didn't it was hear affecting anything. my diction a little bit. Uh, as I sort of tried to talk around the cranberry. <laughs> Cranberries are trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Boy, it's weird. It's weird and it's nice and it's weird and it's nice. Yeah. Like this whole this whole thing. Like it's... Yeah. I mean, we'll see. There's certainly a lot of unknowns. I mean, I think, you know, right now we've got the transition team. I'm loosely paying attention to that, but not... You know, I've, I've had a lot of nice chats with Lou, had a lot of nice chats with Brandon, who, you know, is Brandon Blatcher, who's somebody I, you know, normally get along with and speak with. And I, I, I'm not sure exactly, and I don't, I don't need to, which is great, um, how, how and when the transition team becomes the steering committee. But, you know, the real hope is that we can get more of the decisions that are made about the community made by the community. Yeah. You know, um, you know, up to and including, like, I'm happy being the owner, but <laughs> if, if somebody else feels like I need to not be the owner or a, a large group of somebody else's, let's put it that way, like, you know, maybe that changes, right? Like, like you know, you don't want a steering committee like, going off half cocked and being like we're firing all the admin teams and blah 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 but they should have input into governance yeah more like than members have been able to in any way other than sort of meta talk and email and that's yeah. really what we're hoping and it's challenging right because you have to figure out how to do that without putting more work on the people who are already disadvantaged by having more work put on them by society. So yeah. uh, we'll be figuring some things out for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, th- th- it, it's, it's a complicated project. Like this is, this is one of the things like I am, I'm excited to see what happens. And I think it is going to be a good long-term sort of like movement and change for MetaFilter. Uh, but like, it's going to be work. It's going to be, it's going to be complicated. It's going to take figuring stuff out and it's going to take, it's going to take something more than having someone who just has to make the call every time. And like, that is right. like the one upside of 
having sort of the more traditional benevolent dictator thing that, you know, started with Matt is like, you know, if there is one person who is like the buck stops here person just making all those calls, you know how to get a call made is like that person just does it. You but know? then and you've also you... got a lot of that, what we call work in the ref, right? Where like people direct all their attention and energy towards the buck stops here person yeah. and then don't maybe, you know, engage in good faith with the rest of the community. They're like, yeah. Matt says it's okay, so, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and th- yeah, there's there's lots of problems there too. There's also the problem if that person becomes maybe sort of a bottleneck. <laughs> hey! Hey! Um, so yeah, like, I don't know. It's, it, it's fascinating and I look forward to seeing what happens and I'm really glad that you are like involved with this and also I'm glad that you aren't like feeling like you are obliged to spearhead and take on every bit of it. Like, you know, yeah. it's changing everything up and redistributing is like it's a complicated project and it will probably be messy and confusing at times and some stuff will have to be tried that doesn't end up working out very well but that's fucking okay i mean like that's the history of metafilter too it's just like where the touch points on trying things and having them not work out well you know that has changed that will change but you know it's it's a whole it's a whole process and i'm I'm curious to see how it goes and I yeah, I mean, I, I that's the part that I'm the most concerned about, only because sometimes when things are messy and you have to try things out, again, sometimes you wind up, you know, either harming or creating strife for the people who you're trying to help in yeah. trying to try things out. And, you yeah. know, I'm hoping we can get some of that right. I'm hoping we can get people from the groups who feel like Metafilter hasn't maybe been there for them to see how that could be better. Um, But I also know it's a big ask, right? I've seen a lot of people on social media be like, oh, you know, Jessamine's in charge. Maybe I'll come back. And I'm like, I'm not, I mean, cool. Like a lot of them are people I would love to see, you know, sort of back around. But I also feel like I don't want to set people up for disappointment because, again, I'm not running the entire world of modding. Um, You know, I have input, but, you know, Loop is nominally in charge of the mods, but the mods are also kind of in charge of themselves like they always have been. Um, And, you know, we're listening for input. I I encourage anybody who hasn't taken the Metafilter user survey, which is uh, linked in the banner on the site, to go do that. Um, even if you're not a current Metafilter user, although if you're not, I don't know why you'd be listening to this, but, um, and yeah, I feel like it's going to kind of be a long process and we kind of hope that, you know, community support holds out so that we can keep trying things and, you know, that we're, that we're prepared a little bit for the different ways things could go. Right. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that I like about having a broader structure of having like the transition team and eventually the steering team and having having sort of mod duty split up a little bit more um is like having more people involved broadens the sort of interface for people who do have like wants and needs and concerns yeah and it becomes less of because this is yeah this is this is like the biggest concern i had in putting it to you to take over ownership is like it's hard to really get away entirely from like figurehead effects even when they aren't you know 
coherent and meaningful in terms of how you think about the site. Like, it's not your job to make sure everything goes right all the time on Metafilter. In fact, we've talked about boundaries. It's not your job to make sure everything goes right most of the time in most contexts. Like, you're doing <laughs> ownership stuff, not right. moderation, not mediation. Like, it's not your job to satisfy everyone's wants and desires, um, which I think most people get. But, like, it's hard to get away from that sense that, like, well... I'm dissatisfied, I'm taking to the, st the top, so the top is the reason I'm dissatisfied, and so on and so well, forth. Well, and like, it doesn't mean people aren't going to try, regardless of what my right, actual role is. Right, right. I've definitely and, gotten some email like, oh, now that you're in, maybe you can <laughs> fix this. And I'm like, Ugh. you know, steering yeah. committee would be great for that. But, you know, Loop and I are also working on kind of a um, a list of, like, people who have offered to help and what their skill sets are, you know, and, and, yeah. and hopefully that'll also be like what their knowledge bases are. Like, I know that there are some, you know, groups of people that feel that Metafilter does better or worse by people like them. And, you know, it, it, it's not your job to educate us about that kind of stuff, but sometimes just knowing that there are people who have a background in this, that, or the other mean that, you know, we can draw on their experience yeah. So, you know, reinventing the wheel is not a necessary thing. Yeah, and I, I think that, that that notion of finding a way to get people in a place where where you can match up their desire to help with uh, an angle in which it's actually practical for them to provide help. Like that... Well, with a concrete a, project, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And it's a tricky thing to do, but it's like, it's great when you can pull it off. And I think more focus on that. Um, I mean, that's kind of the thing with the transition team in the first place. Like, you know, that came together partly because I was talking to people like, who, who do I, who do I know? Or who do other people know? Or who do people suggest who like, have a skill set that is good for this rather than just like a vague desire to help Metafilter who like has like right. some experience and sensibility and like how can we get a group of people together who have you know a variety of different vectors into that and uh and that works a lot better than just saying hey first pick six people to lift you know raise your hands um because the skill set you want should be tied to the project you're working on not just to yeah and i've been know, just really impressed with the work of the transition team to the extent that i have been involved with it, which to be fair has not been much. I, yeah. I feel well, like they've it, done it a really good job yeah. and have been really communicative and, um, you know, kind of there for people to kind of explain stuff so that that's not always you or that's not always Loop that has to be doing that. Yeah, exactly. You know, it takes some of the load off of the mod team, but it also distributes a load among the people taking it on there. So, like, yeah, like it doesn't have to be something where, like, Brandon has to answer every question or Mocha Pickle has to answer every question. It's like, People can tackle what they have available. They can hand it off. They can spread it around, and that it lightens the fucking load. You know, I mean, this 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 goes all the way back to like when it was you and me and Matt, and like we managed to deal with a busy and at times inchoate meta filter between the three of us in a very messy way. But like you were a big advocate for like bringing on more people and turning it into like a team with actual shifts, right? Um, and that's that was great because it, it it helped you know all else aside just by bringing in more kinds of brains and spreading the workout both like and it was it was it was a huge improvement <laughs> to the overall sort of like uh, everybody works the, all the time except yeah. for Matt who doesn't work on weekends yeah the the, the early days were not like a, a a healthy balance you know it's easy for me to look back on them fondly because like it was all new and exciting and it was a it was a hugely positive change from like my shitty insurance job and the shitty market research job before that. And 
you know, I don't, I don't regret that, and I don't regret that it was like the mess it was. But I, I recognize that like it could have been less of a mess from the get go, and probably been like a better situation for everybody. Right, right. Um, so moving towards that over time was good, and uh, sort of doing that same thing at this point with the the transition team and and new ideas feels like a replication of the good of that sort of change that we already did more on the internal professional paid moderation side years ago so yeah and i think one of the tricky parts like that's coming up soon is going to be how we can um receive help from people who will need some level of access to the site more than they do now i know loop's been working with frimble on you know more granular levels of access and control but what i'm hoping is you know we can have somebody who's in charge of like doing a reality check on the FAQ or updating all the places where it says cortex and replacing them with jessamine, <laughs> like whatever those things are, because people are already emailing us like this yeah. says, and, and I respect that people are helping, yeah. but you know, it's one thing to bring the thing to the attention. It's another thing to be able to complete the thing. And some of that's going to mean access. And some of that's going to mean, you know, work for Frimble who is, you know, yeah. already doing stuff. Yeah, and I had, th- that is something that, like, you know, some of those aspects of stuff I talked with Frimble about, um, you know, earlier this year or last year, um, about thinking about that approach, like thinking about a good framework for trying to develop sort of more granular access to things. So I think that's something that um, has at least had some thought put into it. I don't know how ready toolset stuff is, and I don't have to know, right. but... Um, uh, Right. Yeah. And Loop and I will be checking in regularly. And, and, you know, I think one of the main things I'm hoping to be able to be the person for is being like, hey, that thing you said you do last month, is that done? If not, that <laughs> needs to be done by next month. You do you do have a you have a better capacity for just sort of doing that uh, than uh, I have ever felt like I did. Um, so I think that'll be a, I think that'll be a positive thing. Cool. I think I've always had sort of a, uh, uh, you know, but, you know, no, no worries if not sort of like uh, <laughs> instinct in my planning and organizational. Oh, uh, God. And I am exactly the opposite. <laughs> and I have to like smooth those edges. But being like, you said it was going to be done. It's not done. Therefore, we're enemies until you finish it. And like, I need to work on that. It's just how my brain works. And I ne- you know, it needs to be slightly different. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's a process of adaptation. You, yeah. Uh, you, you nudge these things as they go. Yeah. Um, so maybe we anyway, start talking yeah. about the site, hey? I guess. I mean, yeah, all this, well, I don't know, we spent so long talking about I mean, I'm assuming uh, there are people out there who blog. are interested in kind of the nitty gritty um, about governance, but then I'm assuming there are other people who are not. I feel like I feel like hitting both is like a good I feel like, like nine like, out know. of the 11 people that listen to this podcast are probably at least tolerant of this level of discussion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the other um, two are like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we get it. Um, You're in. Let's talk about Metafilter stuff. Okay. Um, you know what you let's yeah what, what what's been on projects? I already talked about cow tools uh um, what else has been on projects um j k. Robin did this kind of interesting news brief daily brief. How do you know what's 
going on in the news without having to deal with a whole bunch of different spin doctors thing. And so, Hmm. you know, it's kind of a subscription-based kind of uh, get get the headlines. You know, it does have like kind of a word cloud on top, which I feel kind of weird about. But it does give you an idea of really what's happening in a number of kind of major areas you know who died what are the big things people are talking about a little more specifics about some of the things um that are that are really the big things and um you know this has basically been a thing that's been around at some level since you know the 1990s and now uh they've turned it into a thing for the 2022s and it's kind of really nice to look at and kind of straightforward. I've definitely subscribed to some of these things that were similar, but not as broad. Um, and, uh, you know, I like the way this looks. We'll see. Yeah. Well, that seems nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. And the other thing that I really liked that I saw in projects was uh, Foods did this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you can look at the stuff you've bought on Amazon if you're an Amazon person, because Amazon lets you export your shopping history and comma separated values. But this thing lets you slice and dice, as as they say, how you've spent stuff by year, by category, by item, blah. And, you know, you can kind of learn things about your about your shopping and the code's open source so you can just grab it uh it it doesn't it doesn't phone home or tell anybody anything about you um and um yeah foods put it together and i am uh interested to take a look at it and see how it goes yeah that's great yeah um i uh am just delighted by uh, this project from secret dark called every dot horse domain Ooh. Which, as they say, is a simple website which lists every dot horse domain, all of them, in one place. It is not alphabet- alphabetized because horses are not alphabetized. I mean, and, uh, wow, butter horse, yeah. yep, burrito horse, silly horse, Ameritrade dot horse, bright horse, grift horse, grift horse. <laughs> Where is that? I gotta figure out what that is. Suck horse. Ugh. Pickles the horse. Derp horse. What is it? Grift horse. horse. I hope it says don't lift a grift horse in the mouth. I'd hope so. It's a weekly podcast. Oh. No, it's a weekly podcast about the comedic side of flim flam cons and grifts. That's cool. I mean, that actually makes sense why it's that. I don't know. National Show Jumping Championships dot horse feels like they didn't understand that you shouldn't probably actually be using the dot horse domain. I feel like they were trying, and that I don't know. Jazz. It's horse an interesting question. Of just the of, points to T-shirts you can buy with a jazz horse on it. Well, I mean, I mean, to go through isn't, this and figure out like what portion of these seem to be actual people it, who were like, finally, a domain TLD for me versus ha ha, it's dot horse. Well, because I was gonna say like. Do you think you shouldn't have a dot horse domain if you're like a serious horse person? I don't know. Like, I, it seems like it seems like it would make sense to have one, right? And yet, um, it's such a joke that you know what I expect to see is stuff like, uh, oh man, uh, I was just looking at cow dot horse, butthole um, pleasures dot horse. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, here's cow.horse. Now, the ah. thing is, it's a, it's, a, it's a dumb little website, and I love it. But also, it forwards to a different domain. Your domain is cow.horse. You're clearly maintaining it because it forwards. Why is it not... Why are you not keeping it at... Well, does it forward horse? to something better? No, it, it, it forwards to... Uh, what is it? Just like momatos.com slash moo. Which, you know... What? Let's see what else is on momatos.com. The butthole pleasures didn't uh, resolve to anything, just oh. FYI. Pooping.horse? Uh, <laughs> Momatis, Momatos is someone's like slick looking um, like design uh, professional website um, and Momatos.com slash moo is a graphic web design is my passion joke with terrible drawings and terrible web design and that's perfect man most of but, these are just placeholders yeah I think you know those those that are some of them maybe at one point were something, and then someone's like, you know what? I don't actually care about my fucking jokey dot horse uh, site. I'm gonna let the thing. I mean, some of them then... just seem parked, like they bought them because maybe there was a sale, and then kink dot horse page cannot be displayed. Good. Anyway, Secret Dark also has an explanatory blog post on their uh, blog, Boat.Horse. So if you want more information, check that out as well. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I love this. I think it's fantastic. Hours of pleasure. Thank I'm you. otherwise not up to speed on, on projects at all. Um, there's some other stuff. We recorded like late April, so uh, I don't remember exactly where. Uh, the, the Didn't we record been, but... early May? Or it just came out in early May? And... Yeah, yeah, late April with an early May release. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, pipeline. if we're doing the podcast, looking at the website is still your job? Oh, sure. No, no, no. I just, I haven't been checking okay. on projects in detail. We, we you know, we, we, we killed easily our projects talking time already talking about site administration stuff. So I bounced sure, it sure, out. Sure. I just, I'm just saying I have no further links on projects at this time, Your Honor. Well, and there's not that much going on on projects right now also, so that's fine. I just wanted to make sure we had our expectations yes, clear. Yes, yes, No, I... Like, I, hey, I, it's I, Josh I, rolling into the podcast, and I don't work I here anymore. Yeah, yeah no, no, but... I, 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 I still like it here. I still hang out here. I just, <laughs> that was uh, the vibe you know. I got. <laughs> well, it's, it, this is one of the things. It's like, I don't approve any projects anymore. Now I find out about projects by remembering to go to projects. So it's oh. like a little bit really, oh, I got to visit the website. So who approves them? Like all the uh, mods the or, on, yeah. or Looper? Yeah, everybody on the mod team can. Like, And it's been that way for a while. So I was already only doing it some of the time. But in the process of going and doing it, I would still end up looking at projects accidentally more often. Uh, and now I need to get back to like doing it on purpose more. Cool. Uh, which I, I'm looking forward to. But shall we move on? To sure. Metafilter proper? Sure. I have to remember why I put this on my favorites list. <laughs> well, I'll do one real quick while you figure it out. Okay. Uh, there is a post from just uh, yesterday um, from Cosmic Owl, and it is the site darkpatterns.games. Note not darkpatterns.horse. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe is... that redirects to it. You don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's a it's it's a uh, web site that reviews mobile games based on the presence or lack of 
shitty psychological bullshit that goes into game design. So like, yeah, we, I'm sure we've talked about dark patterns before, but for anyone who doesn't know the term, a dark right. pattern is a way of just describing uh, a sort of design decision that is intentionally negative or manipulative um, essentially exploitative in some sense. So like yeah, dark so like pattern... Google wants you to sign up and add your phone number, which actually isn't technically required, but it says skip for now in tiny text at the bottom because what they want you to do is think it's required as an example. Yeah. Yeah, or, or, or like, you know, a gentler side of this, well, gentler is a specific thing, but like things that are like, you know, hey, do you want to sign up for a subscription? Uh, yes, I'd love to. No, I hate learning, like, which is a very, you know, just bluntly stupid way to do it. But like, you oh, know, Oh, that's from like Dan B's thanks for confirm shaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a whole or fucking- Or confirm yeah. shaming dot. I'm going to go look that up while yeah. you're talking. Um, anyway, so this is looking at that, and this is a thing that is close to my heart because there is a lot of shitty design exploitation in mobile games, partly because it's really hard to sell a mobile game. It's a very self-reinforcing pattern where people associate mobile games with being cheap to free, focus on free. Charging for a game is the best way to like cut down the number of downloads you get by an order of magnitude at least, which is insane because it costs money to make good games. And like five bucks is cheap for a game someone had to make, but it's very expensive for a mobile game. So you have people making games and putting them out for free. Okay, it's free. How do I make money off this? Well, I could put ads on it and people do that. I could sell in-app purchases and people do that. I could sell an in-app purchase that lets you make the ads go away, you know, for $5 and, you know. Right. That that one's not bad. Like, honestly, if you put out a good game for free and I'm enjoying it, playing it enough that I'm kind of annoyed at the presence of ads and expect to keep playing it, yeah, I'll fucking pay you five bucks to make it go away. It is rare that I find a game where that price point is good and the game is worth it, which is frustrating. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this this idea of, like, reviewing this stuff and cataloging it based on how well it avoids these things is beautiful to me because like I just download shit off the app store from the game section uh, now and then and it's like it's such a crapshoot of like nine out of ten of them are just bad right one out of ten or eight out of ten of them are bad or not even what you're expecting right like you're well, like I thought this game was going to do this but it does this stupid yeah. thing that I didn't want but I thought and, I was pretty yeah. sure and there's a lot of that like there's <laughs> We've probably talked about this too before, but like there is the the tendency to advertise mobile games by showing off a non-core component of the game that they jammed into it just because it looks like the kinds of things people download games because they saw. So like the weird little, can you solve this trivial logic puzzle that the video is completely fucking up over and over again and you're screaming at the screen? Hey, download our game. He's like, okay, yeah, I kind of like logic puzzles. I'll download and then I won't be an idiot with it. And then find out, oh, this is an unrelated game that has this mini game we plastered onto it so like right and i'm yeah, not even like, sure how to get to it but that's yeah. what i wanted to do and i wind up doing something else yeah but that and like you know games like really working around disposable in-game currency to like spend 99 bucks on a pack of gems that you will use for throwaway boosts and then be out of real fast it's like that is a standard fucking model and that's insane 99 cents um, i think you mean the 99 no, buck model i mean is 99 not... bucks it is prevalent. If you play a lot of these games and look at their like in-app purchases for like the gems or the coins or whatever the currency is, you will see packs starting from like two dollars for a pack of fifty up through ninety nine ninety nine. Are like you serious? The, is that I'm because if it's over a hundred bucks, like there's some? 
I, I think it's just because the same reason gas prices are in nine tenths of a cent is like 99 is less than 100. Okay. Um, I don't think there's any other logic to it, just that it feels very slightly less fucked up if you keep it to two digits. But no, there's like, and people spend money on this shit because like, whatever, people are weird creatures and have, you know, disposable income and or gambling addicts or, you know, the, the whole idea of exploiting whales in this space is a huge part of the business model for a lot of things, which is to say, you don't need 10,000 people to pay five bucks to remove the ads on the games. You need five people to spend like a thousand dollars each right. uh, on your fucking in-app currency because that's the decision they're making with their money in their life. You know, and it's like, so yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of other more detailed things going on, but that just whole thing general thing a pisses me off and b is a fascinating portrait of all the weird nooks and crannies of this emergent design market uh, and mobile gaming is such a fucking trash heap of people figuring out how to make bad exploitive exploitative design decisions that having a website that actually that still make on it that. into the app store and get well oh, reviewed yeah. so that other people will yeah oh yeah yeah you know it's easy to get well reviewed if there's like a financial incentive to create shitty uh, good reviews for any fucking game Right. Like if you see a game with a 4.9, it might be a piece of shit. If you see a game with a 4.3, it's almost certainly a giant piece of shit because otherwise you don't have to fight so hard. Get right, to, there's get no such thing as a yeah. game with like a three rating. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. So a site like this is great because it's saying, hey, let's actually talk about games in terms of how well they do this stuff rather than relying on the absolutely fucking unreliable market itself. Speaking so. of games and Speaking of nominally games. Metafilter, uh, you remember our discussion about Symantle, which I think was last month, but it might have been two yeah. months ago? Yeah. Symant- well, possibly every month for four months now. I don't remember. Maybe. I feel like we talk about it a lot. Maybe. Well, Symantle got bought um, by a company. And, you know, good, me, on, good on Novalis DT. Like, uh, you know, no shit on, on yeah. that decision. And the company that bought it is actually, they seem okay. You know, they slapped some ads on it and did a couple other things. But they've made also some improvements. Um but as someone who's in the Reddit Samantle group, just because sometimes you go there for hints and it's it's a nice little, you know, low friction community. Like the people who made the game actually showed up in the group to be like, hey, we're the people who own it. And we've got some changes in the works. But if you have things you want to know about and they have made some changes to it, like whatever, that I don't personally like because they're trying to you know, make one site that looks good on desktop and mobile, you know, sure. instead of having a responsive style sheet that switches, they just have kind of one that is like looks good on both. Um, but it's been interesting watching them kind of iterate, you know, they, they at one point, one of their designs had a whole bunch of emoji, like that went along with the responses, you know, like, oh, you did this well you get a fire emoji or whatever. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. Make it stop. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and they like made it stop. So it's it's been interesting watching that as someone who's, you know, kind of involved, but it did occur to me, like, you know, they made a couple style decisions I didn't really agree with. And like, I like the game a little less. And it's weird because I would not have thought that would have been how I would have felt about it. Yeah. But the, the weird little Chivo power up vibe you get from doing well feels different if it's given to you in a different look and feel and I don't like this one as much and it's it's just been interesting to kind of think about moving forward you know yeah yeah the the the, the I I feel like part is like the simpler 
the design is in the first place, the bigger the impact you're going to have from any even kind of subtle change in a way that wouldn't be the same if it was something that was kind of busy to start with. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was very slim down and slender and actually fairly well thought out. Um, you know, and I gave them some feedback like, hey, I noticed you added a thing to the FAQ, but like everything else in the FAQ was a question and you added a sentence and <laughs> FAQ is questions and maybe, <laughs> and they changed it. But yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think people don't always think about how much thought goes into some of this stuff or some people are just lucky and good at good design right off the bat. I don't know which one you know, David Turner is, but it was a great, it was a great design. And now it's still a pretty good design, but no longer great, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like this post by Devil's Rancher, um, which is about mechanical watches. And it's essentially like a really long, very clear blog post about how the inside of a mechanical watch works with like just amazing diagrams that kind of let you explode the different parts of the watch so that you can see what is what is happening and how it works like oh, nice you know I, I think i think watches are kind of having a comeback in a funny way because now that there's a lot of people wearing smart watches there are now i feel like more people wearing unsmart watches just because more people are wearing watches nowadays or fitness bands or whatever the stuff is. Um, so it's been nice to see more people wearing watches. I've personally enjoyed wearing my wristwatches more over the last couple of years. And uh, this is just a beautiful long essay about how a mechanical watch works. I immediately wondered if this was uh, the same site as one I made a post about, I don't know, a year or two ago. Um, and it is. Like, yeah, Bartos, uh, I, I'm going to fuck up his name, but Chichinowski, Chinovsky. Um, yeah, this is like, if you if you look at the archives of the blog, like, there's a whole bunch of these. Um, yeah, the thing I posted was, like, uh, internal combustion engine. So it was about this time last year, must have been. Um, and yeah, it's the same thing. Just like these excellent, excellent animated diagrams and 3D views into stuff that like really get down into like the nitty gritty of the parts in a way that is much easier to look at than like just sort of like dry diagrams. Um, I, 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 I look forward to actually uh, reading through this one. I think I was just talking with a friend uh, who had been uh, getting into like getting interested in mechanical watch stuff. And I think maybe this was the impetus was, was uh, she saw this on the... Uh, the site early in May and, and was like, oh, hey, hmm. Well, and um, I don't know if I mentioned it to you at all, but like uh, when I went to Passover last month, uh, I wound up sitting, you know, they had like, and you sit here and you sit over here. And I'm like, why are there assigned seats at Passover? This is weird. Uh, but I wound up sitting next to like the eldest daughter's boyfriend. And then the eldest daughter was on the other side. And I know her and I like her and her boyfriend's like kind of an adorable nerd guy. And he has like a watch collection. And so he and I got to sit around and talk about wristwatches. And it was just great. I was like, oh, this was nice. actually a very smart seating decision. That's neat. And it was cool to see, <laughs> you know, young people, because he's got to be 20, uh, you know, interested in kind of old tech. And this thread on Metafilter is neat. Because 
you know, I think one of the things that Metafilter is kind of the best at or the thing I enjoy the most there, you know, after a community that I've been involved in for 20 years is that kind of like nostalgia and also into the present stuff. You know, like I remember my first watch or like this is what I use a watch for now, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. Um, And it's nifty. So there's a lot of different people uh, posting links to a whole bunch of cool stuff in the. Yeah, it's it's nice when that sort of like collective continuity on a subject comes out from the folks participating the way you can get that like good long stretch of like, you know, 20 plus years of like talking about that based on people's life experiences and, and, and whatnot. And it becomes, yeah, more of a, more of a whole sort of timeline of a thing rather than just like the single moment of it. Um, that's great. Yes. Um, speaking of my friend who was looking at, uh, watches, uh, she also was talking to me about Redactyl. Oh, uh, of things. Jim Have you seen this? loves okay. Redactyl and I find it un, like unbearable. <laughs> I still need to try playing it. Uh, well, you haven't played it? No, it just, it literally, it came up in conversation the other day. I was like, oh, oh yeah, cool. I, should, I should try that out. So I, I know I know what it is. I just haven't played it. But yeah, it's like, it's, you're trying to figure out what Wikipedia article you're looking at um, from like their top 10,000 or whatever. Yeah, um, they're 10,000 vital articles. Oh, okay. And basically you start with almost everything redacted except for like stop words, like, you know, articles and, and, and pronouns. Um and then, like, you unredact it step by step and you try and get it as quickly as right. possible. Right, you guess words and it'll then, if that word is in the article, it will unredact that word and then you keep going and the object is to figure out the title of the article in the fewest guesses. Yeah. Yeah, Jim um, is weirdly good at it. <laughs> and it I like can't sort of thing do that, anything like, with it. If you bring the right sort of structural thinking about like what would go into a Wikipedia article and what language would be used and sort of a 20 questions narrowing process. It seems like you could probably like break things down pretty quick. So. Yeah. And I think he's just, yeah, got, got an approach. Yeah. And the approach works well. So yes. Oh, and that's a fun thread too. Cause you know, then people can be like, Oh, this is how I did. Oh, this is how I did. Oh, this is what's weird about it. Oh, there's Jim's comment. Yeah, I got today's in 556 guesses, and I still felt like a fucking champion. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I have uh, one. Oops, sorry, that's the same link. Hold on. Oh, for Christ's sake. I'll just paste it. We'll talk about it again. We'll do what? take two. <laughs> hey, so this is a post by Jim that I really liked because it was based on a zine that he was reading in my bathroom. So um, it's basically these, um, I think they're anarchists. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but basically they set up these like public pay phones, but that are actually connected to like via kind of like some network they're sponsored by some network so it, it's as if like you had a house you had a public wi-fi network you put a payphone out in front of your house and through software and voice over ip machinations that payphone was able to just make free phone calls and so this group futel fixes up public telephone booths and then puts them into public spaces as free phone call locations and it there it 
it's an interesting idea. And, you know, I think for most younger people, the idea of having like a payphone where you could put in a dime and call anywhere in the country just seems weird, both that you would pay anything, but also that anybody could use these phones and that they were just ubiquitous. Yeah. And they aren't anymore. In fact, I think there was big news when the last public payphone got taken out of New York City, I think this month. And, you know, people talk about, you know, public phones as like an equity issue uh, so that, you know, people have access to them. But then other people, <clears throat> pardon me, other people are like, ah, they're just used by drug dealers and, blah, 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 blah. and you know, to which I say, who cares? And I doubt it. But, yeah. um, you know, the, the whole idea of phone calling or the ability or the right to have a phone call being considered like a social usefulness or a social good like it's interesting working at a public library right because we have a phone the library is public technically that phone could be available to people it isn't in like almost every case except if you're a kid calling for a ride home we'll usually let kids use the phone there and like nobody else um and it's just a it's an interesting way we think about that aspect of you know social communication Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, thread's not particularly long, but there's a couple people in there talking about stuff, and you know, I uh, highly uh, thumbs up the zine that I bought because I'm just interested in telephony uh, that the Futel people uh, sell for cheap. I knew you were interested because I'm also telephonic. Uh, it's going for telepathy joke there, and it didn't. It doesn't really work. Mm. Um. Mm. Eh. Or do you think so? Mm, maybe mm. I can tell. I don't know. I'm 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 running as fast as I can from this bit. Uh, <laughs> I liked this. I liked this post from Brainwayne about uh, phenylephrine and how absolute shit it is. What um, is it? So you know how there's Sudafed oh, the and then there's Sudafed. shitty Sudafed. Yes. Yeah, so 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 pseudoephedrine is the pseudoephedrine whatever uh you know what i'm talking about yeah is the thing that makes pseudoephed work and i think it's, it's the pseudoephedrine thing it, pseudoephedrine yeah yeah and it's 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 the thing that is chemically closely related to methamphetamine and that's why people can use pseudoephed to make meth and that's why it's fucking a pain in the ass you know to varying degrees to just buy some fucking pseudoephed uh, but not if you buy the stuff that is just sitting out on the shelves because instead of pseudoephedrine, it's got uh, this fake shit in it, which just doesn't fucking work. Um, which I guess anybody who's expecting it to work after using normal pseudoephed like has had that experience. And the same thing is in Dayquil and a couple other things. Uh, but the point of the post is like it's it's a it's a blog post by Derek Lowe who has this long running column called In the Pipeline about chemistry. He's a you know pharmaceutical chemist and. Uh, his blog I have is on my list of things that I can just sort of read if I'm my hands are busy uh, and I need to read something for five minutes that I won't necessarily totally understand because I don't really know chemistry that well. But I picked up a little bit, and he's an entertaining blogger when he's writing his short blog posts about chemistry. So him writing about how phenylephrine is just shit uh, is it's an it's a comforting read to see it like no no because it's not we just all shit for you. Suspect- that and I've never yeah. had a doctor talk to me about fake Sudafed, you know, like if I'm yeah. having real bad sinus problems, which in fact I have this week, another wonderful joy about this fucking week. And, you know, I've been living on like 
Sudafed Sudafed, or rather generic yeah. drugstore Sudafed, but yeah. still Sudafed. So yeah. Anyway, if you want if you want to read in detail about like the lack of any fucking clinical support for bothering putting this shit on the shelves, uh, it's it's a it's a nice and satisfying read, and like you know, brings up the question of like, well, then why is it even on the shelves? Because you want to be able to sell people something. Well, and apparently from what work, I'm reading you know, in this thread, like some people need actual prescriptions to get Sudafed in not the U.S. but other places. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's it's mixed around. I think I can technically buy Sudafed over the counter, like, by going in and showing ID and going into the I promise I'm not a meth dealer database. But the only time I've actually used Sudafed in the last few years, it's been because a doctor has said, hey, let me write you a subscription for a couple of weeks of Sudafed. Um, and I don't use even nearly that much because it works, but it's also not, it's not fun. Sudafed is like, you know... By itself, it's just like I, I feel shitty and wired and, and dried out. And it, it's effective for attacking bad sinus stuff. So sometimes it can be worth it for that. But like it's, you know, I don't find myself thinking, you know, I think I'm just like uh, Papa Sudafed, chill out. Um, it's not a, yeah, it's not a. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, Sudafed really helps me focus sometimes. Yeah. And, I mean, I can see that side of it. And that's a weird feeling, but I feel like part of it is just that I don't feel terrible anymore. And part yeah. of it is, you know, I've probably got some level of like, you know, uh, non-clinical level ADD that it knocks out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's there can totally be that. And I've, I've had that actually with Sudafed once or twice where I was like sort of recognized that aspect of it where like, you know, I might have been wired, but I was able to be productively wired in a way that was, you know, handy in the moment. But uh, But there's probably better ways to do that too so anyway but yeah anyway i, I appreciated that and uh, it made me you know pump my fist righteously in there that yeah fucking well eyebrows has a good comment in there yeah there's uh, everybody like is like i know right <laughs> <laughs> um i've got a couple more metafilter things i think i have uh, a couple more i'm trying to look at the things that i've commented in real quick well, I will mention a horror show while you're doing that uh, that is like, you know, schadenfreude horror show. But if you want to read about a whole big pile of dumb fucking cryptocurrency going badly, and it's been a bad time lately for cryptocurrency, hooray, hooray, um, there's a post that uh, Chavanet made uh, about the collapse of Luna, which is the partner currency to Terra, which also uh, had a bad time because they're tied together and uh yeah it's i'm not even going to try and sum it up it's cryptocurrency horseshit it's people trying to reinvent the wheel financially and finding out the reasons why the wheel was designed and regulated the way it has gotten to be over the last several hundred years uh but it's kind of fascinating and it's kind of schadenfreude and and yeah so yeah that's a thing if you want that sort of thing go check out that thread uh, I, you know, in the, you know, right up my street post, I don't think we mentioned this last month, was uh, this post by Box, uh, noted Metafilter uh, librarian. Um, basically, there's this library advocacy group called Every Library. They try to help libraries who are dealing with, uh, like, funding challenges, and they've uh, created uh, this thing that they call the Banned Bookstore, which is essentially a place where you can find and purchase all of the banned and challenged books in the U.S. because, oh my gosh, 
like there have been along with just sort of the rise of white supremacy and and a whole bunch of anti-woman anti uh glbt stuff um there's also uh just been a lot of weird attempts at taking over what kids should be able to read did we mention yeah. this last month now i'm i feel it, it, it may well come up now i mean I'm... it's sort of a perennial horseshitty thing like this post wouldn't have been up but yeah, when did we record the podcast? Late April. Okay. So yeah, this post wouldn't have come so. up. So it's just a, it's one look at this. And of course, it's a conversation by people just talking about banned books and how to deal with it. If there is somebody in your jurisdiction who is a young person who would like access to these books and maybe you don't or can't buy them, uh, Brooklyn Public Library is offering um, library cards to um, teens in places where uh, there are where there is library censorship. So I left a comment in that yeah. thread just letting people know that I like every library, but I have sometimes mixed feelings about them because they're not because the organization. So some of the money that you pay to them just goes to pay their staff and their staff are great, but I don't know. It's hard, right? I don't know. I don't know what their, uh, what their rating is on, um, Oh, what's that? Man. <laughs> what's the rating uh, site for like, you know, nonprofit and like do-gooder organizations? Why can't I think oh, of this? Uh, well, Guidestar, I mean, maybe? I, I think maybe? it's like Guidestar. Be, yeah. At any rate. It's, it's, I'm immediately thinking of that fucking Holden dipshit. So that what? That's not uh, give well. Uh, <laughs> fucking man. Uh, man. Like, they're like a real sort of player in the space now. And every yeah, time I see them, and... I just get livid. Yeah. Livid. Like, may maybe they're doing great now. Maybe they're maybe not they doing grew anything up. fucky. But, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, years ago, uh, charity startup site thingy called... Uh, GiveWell uh, spammed Ask Metafilter pretending to talk to itself about how great GiveWell was and how their competitors sucked. Yeah, and, there's uh, actually a page a on the thing. Metafilter wiki that I am dropping a link into. When did this happen? 2007 yeah. to 2008. <laughs> yeah, geez. yeah, I was I was brand new <laughs> right. at the at the job, and man, that yeah, that whole fucking thing. Anyway, but not them. That's not who you were talking. Yeah, about. and Miko called the called the Mita Popo on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so wacky. That whole fucking thing. Which was, was on so regular Wikipedia for a while, and, like, and I don't know if it still did. And, you know, more power to whoever did the bulk of the work on the MeFi Wiki here, because this is a nice summary of that thing. Yeah. Man, that would be one thing that I would love. Like, one of the things... You know, like sometimes when I'm just like lying in bed trying to fall asleep and not think about whatever I'm trying not to think about, I'm like, what would I love to see on Metafilter if it could like be there and be functional? And I'd love to see jobs expanded to include like community jobs, you know, yeah. like things that you could do for Metafilter, only you can find them on jobs. And most of them probably don't pay, but maybe sometimes they would. And like somebody who could really you know, give the wiki some love would be nice. Cause I used to be yeah. that person for a while. I haven't really been in a while. We had a lot of users, many of whom we don't have anymore that were very assiduous with the wiki. 
Um, and it would be neat to see, you know, some 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 newer members or more different kinds of members uh, sort of get involved with it because it, it yeah, is kind of just, the way the community can remember its stuff besides just deep linking to, you yeah. know, a thread it, that it, maybe it, needs it, some context to be understood. Yeah, it, it seems like the sort of thing that like, especially if like a couple of specific maintenance projects uh, were like called out as things to start with it, like that could be kickstarted from a meta talk thread and sort of get some people into the into the flow and find out who currently is like oh yeah that, that's that's my jam yeah uh, that'd be nice yeah um i liked this post uh another secret dark thing secret dark having a good podcast um there's a post about a font Wait, called what? secret dark uh, what I, what i mentioned a project of theirs earlier i think i'm just I'm today just recognizing or like i think so i think so i think and if I'm wrong, then this doesn't make any sense. And if I'm right, then who cares? Um, well, then I would anyway. need to know if my own... Uh... Oh, yeah. They did the horse domain, yeah. and I just kind of yeah. glossed by yeah. their username. Sorry, yeah. Secret Dark. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a post about a typeface uh, called Occlusion Grotesque, which is a typeface that is developing uh, new variations year by year based on the carving of, I think it was just Helvetica, uh, into the bark of a tree and then letting it grow and <gasps> change uh, year by year, uh, which is fantastic. It's a, <gasps> uh, it's, it's, this it's is really, beautiful. it's really nice. And I, 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 like there's good documentation on the blog post about it and a nice picture and some videos. Um, and I've really, I, I like the concept. I like the result and I like how much it ties to sort of ideas about, you know, geometric, metric manipulation of surfaces like anybody who's used like you know a outline or expand selection thing uh in photoshop or whatever has seen similar blobby results at times but you yeah know, similar in some ways and not in others yeah like i really like the m the the movement you get on the m and the sort of constricting and narrowing of the central uh leg of it even as the right which is not what you would wide. expect like, necessarily yeah yeah um, and then, I mean, this is the sort of thing that I like to do with like plottery shit and right. want to do more work on myself as far as like generative art. So like using a tree to do it is like a nice, very slow way to go. Um, and the thread's interesting. There's, I'd like, <laughs> I don't want to like just argue my side of a thread extensively on the podcast, but there is some concern that comes about uh, doing mean things to trees that I feel is like, mm. I don't know, trees are pretty hardy and this is not... Uh, this is not the kind of damage a tree suffers even incidentally a lot of the time. So I think that's probably over worrying about it. But at the same time, you know, if you're someone who's like, hey, I see people do shitty things to plants, then yeah, I can see it bothering you. So oh, man. But anyway, I the just, visual result is great. I just finished reading the Mars Trilogy. Have you read that by Kim Stanley Robinson? Uh, no, I have not. The, the reason the I list. thought of it when you mentioned this is because there's a part of, you know, it's three books long. It's got to be over 2,000 pages. And it was good. I liked it. Um, but one of the kind of essential conflicts is the terraformers versus the essentially non-terraformers. We want to be the scientists that study Mars in its pristine state. And, you know, of course, the argument becomes like, well, if you're on Mars, you're fucking up its pristine state simply by existing, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, when you're reading like a really long, because, again, a long trilogy, sometimes it's difficult to 
determine exactly what it's about. Like I can sometimes get impatient for the ending because I feel like when you see how it wraps up, then you'll understand what the author thought the book was about. You know, like what conflict gets wrapped up, who gets the final word, that kind of thing. And it's really interesting in that, you know, there's lots of fights that happen all the way through this book. But essentially, the ultimate conflict was perceived to be, you know, terraformers versus Mars, you know, don't don't touch Mars. And they wind yeah. up kind of coming together in this way that you you wouldn't expect, I guess, yeah. um, which was, you know, was interesting to read. But I, I think about it in the sort of same way, right? Like, does a tree know any of this? I, I, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I think my best answer is... I don't know. Uh, probably <laughs> some people have done some science on it. I am not that person. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing I just thought was useful to know was Xenon did a post about Kotki, who has a lower user number than me, uh, who is taking some time off from his blog after 24 years because he needs yeah. a break. And, um, you know, Good for him. Sabbatical. Everybody deserves a sabbatical. He's been doing cocky more than half his life. Uh, and he, you know, has had a family, you know, his, his marriage split up, like a whole bunch of things happen. He's going to take some time just off, off, off. No guest editor, nothing. He's maybe going to yeah. be a little bit more active uh on Instagram and you know good on him really yeah fucking do the thing yeah I mean I follow him on uh you know I follow him on uh Twitter he definitely gave a shout out to Matt in the uh in the sort of bottom of it and hey there's a little <laughs> uh there's a little blog roll at the bottom if you're looking for uh other people other people to pay attention to Let's see. I think I think that's everything I'm going to do for MetaFilter. You want to do some ask? Sure. <laughs> we're, we're an hour and 18 in already. Wow. <laughs> you know, there was some very important, important early pre-roll. Um, yeah. All right. We uh, needed to get that discussion of cow tools taken care of. Very so. important. Um, here's a quick one. Uh, when is this movie streaming? It is streaming on June. When will this movie start streaming? It will start streaming on June 7th. <laughs> asked and answered yes Perfect. yes and then you know people are you know this is <laughs> this is a person who cannot go to a movie theater for reasons and then of course they get maybe you should go to a movie theater uh answers which is always yeah. absolutely uh aggravating to see i totally appreciate why people do that but oh my gosh um so, yeah, the OP's response to a deleted comment still stands because that's probably, <laughs> probably pretty important. Okay. Yep. Uh, you? Uh, I have two math asks, actually. Ooh. Uh, one is the one that I posted last night a couple beers in um, saying, hey, how should I learn linear algebra? Because I was talking to a friend while drinking said beers. And I was like, you know what? You know, I still haven't really learned linear algebra. Is Matrices. linear algebra just like, what is that? Matrices, I guess, is the good short answer. Mm. Um, Can you use a few more words? Uh, not really, because I haven't studied linear algebra. It's well, like, how is it different from algebra? 
Um, they're unrelated as far Oh my as God, what? <laughs> I mean, they're not, this is, this is going to drive fucking every math person, like, who knows. Just yelling at the screen. But, but here's the thing, linear algebra, it's, it's, it's its own thing. I learned a little bit of it back in college because I had to, um, get up on Wikipedia just to like do, uh, 3D programming stuff that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a is a prerequisite for a class I took, and I talked my way out of the prerequisite, and then I had to like I don't know how the fuck to do these matrix things they want me to do. Oh, um, like linear equations, so like ax plus b squared equals c kind of things. Sure, I so all I, right. I, you I, don't. I, you I never really did. Have no I, idea. I didn't. I didn't do linear equations or or differential equations. Or there's a bunch of math that I didn't do for someone who's so enthusiastic about math and studied computer science. But eh, that's where I am. Okay. So anyway. Uh, people have had a bunch of suggestions already, so I'll, I'll I'll dip into stuff. It sounds like maybe this Professor Strang uh, stuff that people are suggesting would be a good fit for me, but uh, I've got several avenues to pursue, so thanks everybody who answered so far. Great. Um, and my one other one is there was a question from, uh, who was it? Tell Me No Lies, saying, hey, how do I express a sort of polygon as a set of triangles that, you know, t- chop it up to a bunch of triangles? Like they're working on something. And, oh, like uh, is there are there equations already that explain? Yeah, yeah, and the answers are yes. There's there's lots of ways to do it, um, and depending on what you want to do and how you want to do it, uh, you might do different things. And people have had recommendations for that. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. Very very mathy twenty four hours on Ask Meta Filter for me. Cool. Um, but that's all I got there. So now it's all you. Great. What do you got? Oh, the thing I wanted to mention before that I forgot was um, the trees and the font and the Helvetica. I actually got a point, maybe two points, on trivia for knowing the name of the font Helvetica based on, oh, nice. you know, a a quiz slash clue. I'm doing, you know, medium wretched, but at least I'm in the middle of my rundle on trivia. Did it? Did, was it presented in contrast to Arial or? Mm. I'm curious about the, what the oh whatever. It, it was talking about how it's like named after a. Um, I don't remember. It was like it, it used in some like it's one of the most ubiquitous fonts, blah, 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 named after the Swiss town of, you know, that blah, 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 blah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, it was like that or Geneva, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, yes. And, and you know, there's the fucking movie. But apparently the movie is not as well known as you would think. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfectly nice little documentary. It's a I great little documentary, I thought. Like exactly the right length, which I so rarely yeah. say about documentaries. I watched a documentary about uh, Bayard Rustin uh, this weekend, and it was great, but I wanted it to be like twice as long because I had many questions that could have been answered in a longer documentary. Uh, okay, Saxon Kane asked this question, um, which was, hey, his dad passed away recently. There's a whole bunch of fine art objects his mom is left with. Uh, Sorry, quick pronoun check, I realize. Do, do, do. Okay, don't know. Uh, Saxon Kane. Uh, you know, here's some inventory. I kind of need to figure out how to find an appraiser. And here's some questions about that process. And also, I'm in Texas if you have advice. And um, actually, there are some really good early... Um, comments including one from rabbit bookworm hey i work in fine art insurance and i recommend art appraisers every day and then uh, a long um 
comment from Morta Adams, who also recommends uh, different people who could be in different societies. And then there's just one more comment from Silsurf, who just finished this process, et cetera, et cetera. So, nice. um, yeah, it's kind of nice because, I mean, one of the things I think I'm definitely feeling in my cohort lately is, uh, you know, many of us are getting into the age where our parents are either needing help or dying, and there's a lot more you know, help me deal with my elderly parent or help me deal with, you know, the estate of my parent or help me deal with my weird feelings after my terrible parent died or whatever the thing is. I just, yeah. maybe all those questions were there before and I just didn't see them because they didn't seem as relevant to me. Yeah. But man, I see them all the time now and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And this was, uh, this was one of them. And, and I felt like it was, they got really good answers yeah. By it's a, the it, right people to give those answers. It's a specific, complicated thing. And then, like, if someone knows their shit, that's, boom, that's that's what you hope for. Go ask Metafilter. Yeah, I know Jim, uh, Jim's lease is probably not going to be renewed, which he is pretty, you know, bummed about because he kind of likes where he lives, but he does hate yeah. his upstairs neighbors, which is probably <laughs> why his lease isn't going to be renewed because they've lived there for 20 years and, you know, just have very specific... They, you know, they blow up the landlord's phone whenever there's some like low level conflict, which isn't really a conflict, you know? Yeah. And um, so, you know, one of the things he's really worried about is like cleaning the apartment after he leaves because the landlord is always down on him for the place not being clean enough. And I think it's probably clean but cluttered, you know what I mean? But yeah. but I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. And and so, you know, he asked on Ask Metafilter, like, how much is it going to cost me? to get a deep clean of an apartment after I move out. I live in the Boston area and got a bunch of people. I don't even have a link for this. Sorry. Uh, got a bunch of people um, just, you know, who are like, I live in that area. This is, this is what it costs kind of, I don't know if you can hear the yeah. dog snoring behind me. No, this I was, <laughs> this was another ask Metafilter question. I don't need to get into, but it was what, one of the things I mentioned earlier. Uh, showering sons uh you know had alcoholic father who died and was trying to deal with conflicting emotions and uh you know they're 38 and uh you know i'm pretty sure my alcoholic father died when i was 41 and i was like well <laughs> like i'm <laughs> sorry talk. i have information for you on this but i have information for you on this and yeah. you know it felt good to be helpful and also you know, it feels good to have some shitty thing that you went through maybe being useful for someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, let me think of, I don't even have a link to the, you know, gym, gym clean out question. Um, I like this thread um, only because uh, it came up with many radically different answers. It's from Wesley AC. Uh, whatever happened to the squatters? Like, there was a squatter scene in the late aughts, early 2000s, you know, and there was freight hoppers and hitchhiker, hitchhikers and zines and blah. What happened? <laughs> and, you know, there's basically two kinds of answers, one of which is like, well, this kind of thing happened. And the other which is like, you grew up and those scenes are still there. You're just not in those scenes anymore. <laughs> 
And I liked it only because, you know, there's people with more information than me. I mean, I mentioned zines earlier today and I still read them, but I was never deep into that scene and I continue to not be, but I have friends who are, or at least are sort of scene adjacent. And, uh, you know, it was, it was good to see what other people say, um, you know, in other parts of, uh, in other, in other parts of the country. Yeah. Uh, this one was interesting to me because it was one of those things that never would have occurred to me if I hadn't seen a whole bunch of people talking about it. This is a thread by Dress to Kill. Um, asking about the phrase, I'm so proud of you. So, you know, they always feel weird saying, I'm so proud of you to anyone who's basically not a child. And they're kind of not sure, like... Is it normal to say that? Is it not? Is it patronizing to say that to a grown-up? Do you tell your partner or somebody who's like your social equal that you're proud of them? Like, is being proud of somebody implying, um, you know, that they, I don't even understand the last part of it. But at any rate, you know, like basically being like, look, when somebody does something cool, I tell them I'm happy for them. But I feel like if I tell them I'm proud of them, it either implies I had something to do with it or it implies I'm in a superior position relative to them. And if you yeah, look huh. at the answers in the thread, and I didn't, I haven't done the analysis, but there's definitely people on both sides, many yeah. people being like, yes, it's patronizing as fuck. And other people being like, no, I say that all the time. I just think it's a nice thing to say to people. And I'm somebody who falls on the... I've always felt weird about it, but I've tried to say it more because I like it when people say it to me. Um, but, you know, but it's clear that many people don't see it that way. Like whenever Jim says he's proud of me for something, I always feel great about it. And so yeah. I try to say that more to him but I'd be cautious saying it to somebody else because I wouldn't want them to think I was infantile is in, infantilizing yeah. um, them by, yeah. by saying that or saying I had something to do with it. And I wonder how much of it has to do with pride being like, like a sin, you know, if you believe in sins. Yeah. I, yeah, God, yeah, it, it, it's in, like I, I, I feel like I should read through the answers on this because I think it'd be really interesting to see the specific spectrum of things that come up. Because I can imagine a breadth of answers to this depending on people's specific yeah experiences. I imagine a lot of people who have specifically negative feelings about it also have had a negative experience of dealing with someone who was just being kind of shitty. And like right. that would really poison the well there. Like, I don't... I don't tell people that I'm proud of them very often, but I do every once in a while, and it's because I'm actually really proud of them. And it's usually, like, it's, I think it tends to be probably something that when I use it, it's like a fairly intimate thing. Like, if it's, if someone who I don't have a real close relationship tells me about something they did that was cool or hard, I might say, that's fucking great, or that's cool, that's awesome, you know? But, like, if it's someone who I know well, and they did something that I know is a thing that was maybe hard for them to do like like I a big deal for them. them too yeah like you know like I, if i have a friend who like makes follows through on a hard like they're 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 trying to work through a difficult breakup and it's hard to go either way and they've been holding off and then they finally make the decision even though it's really difficult and painful you know that is something that i will tell them i'm proud of them for because that's more than just like oh hey you did a neat thing it's like you did a thing that i know and you have told me is 
hard for you and really requires an effort. And like when you do that, you deserve to be told, you know, that it's not just you in your head, like feeling right. That. Your it's community like other people is around you know and want you. to, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like I. And I think for me, like, because of that, because I don't really encounter it in other contexts either, like, I have generally a positive feeling about it, but it's also, yeah, it's because of a lack of those absolutely plausible rhetorically shitty cases where it would suck. So, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a fascinating yeah, yeah, that's, threat. That's really interesting. It's, it's one of those things that feels like, in the end, the answer is not about the phrase, I'm proud of you. It's about everything contextualizing the use of that phrase so it's it's going to be different from person to person because those contexts are going to be so different from person to person right yeah uh and then i think the last one that i have is um this uh late in april but i'm pretty sure we didn't mention it last month um is it wrong from corpse in the library is it wrong to use these antique postcards as postcards so basically Corpse in the Library has a ton of antique postcards and but they're old like is it okay to just put them in the mail and uh they she basically is like oh and I have some from Massachusetts and I was like what Massachusetts yeah. like hey Massachusetts? And, and, and I feel like she mentioned in the thread maybe not like I thought she had some from like Devon's which is like, yeah, Camp Devons, which are, is like right two towns over from where I grew up in Massachusetts. And, you yeah, know, Corpse yeah. doesn't live the on the East Coast. Um, yeah, and no, she's, she's local. I, yeah. You're local-ish. Yeah. And so I was Seattle. like, oh, hey. Like, I was like, number one, send them. Number two, send one to me. And she did. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Good outcome. Yeah. It was cool. So thanks for the postcard. And uh, yeah, I just think more people should send more mail so hooray yep, put stuff in the mail i'm 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 a bit uh behind on my patreon rewards of like monthly art postcards for really who are, yeah can you believe it no uh, especially the last couple months no um but uh but i enjoy sending them and i like i've i've turned out to enjoy more than i had thought about ahead of time the process of sort of evolving the usps in like art making by like creating something and putting in the mail and it's going to get like you know stamps and barcodes on it and that's now part of a piece by the time it gets to whoever it's going to right right it's fun it's it's well and sometimes you can choose like cool stamps depending on kind of what you're sending and yeah although i've not been thoughtful enough to bother with that so far i'm like i'll use the stamp that i have on my wall right now no that's fine whatever's pinned there um that is fine so i had one meta talk thread dimension Okay, yes. Um, which was just, I really like this uh, paperwork and bodywork uh, idea from Brain Wayne, which is about, um, you know, do you have paperwork or some light exercise you've been putting off? Why don't we do a community call where we can do that stuff together? You know, and the idea yeah. is like you turn on a Zoom and then you're with other people, but you're mostly like working on your own shit and you're, you kind of become an accountability group. Uh, and they yeah. have a regular schedule for these. And if it's a thing that you think would be helpful, uh, you know, sign up. Yeah. No, that seems it seems like a really nice idea. I like I like that sort of like low stakes, not like a social event, not like an obligation, but just sort of like a social like space that exists on, you know, so you can sort of like be with people without having to feel like you have to do anything. Uh, but online. Yeah. It's a good setup. Yeah, I just thought it was cool. 
Um, there are a couple other meta talks worth mentioning. Um, we talked about the uh, transition ownership news, and that was talked about in the most recent site update. So read that for more detail. Um, there was a nice little piece that uh, I provided a little bit of context for, but it was, you know, started without me. It just wanted some comment from me as well. Uh, about MetaFilter. Oh, yeah, the, I didn't wind up reading this because it was in the middle of kind of, I was still mad at you because I hadn't heard from you. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to hear that he's been talking to other people. I Yeah, no, the guy just emailed yeah. me and I was like, oh, okay, really? Yeah, and you I'll, emailed I'll, I'll him back. Yeah, well, it was one of the days where I was answering emails. Like, uh, this is, <laughs> like, you're not wrong. I know, like, that's I know. The thing. It's, uh, this is part of why I'm getting the fuck out is because, like, I don't want that arbitrary failure to do basic things that I know are entirely doable to uh, get in the way of shit. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, thank you again for your patience sure, sure. with all of this. Well, what was my option? Part of it. Uh, I mean, you could have been like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. And uh, I'm glad I you did that in so, my head. Thank you. Well, and that's that's the right place to do it. That's where I, that's where I've done a lot of things over the years on Metaphilter, <laughs> and moved on to do the correct thing. So you know, it's like uh, it's it's in the it's in the job description. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a nice piece. It's it, it's just you were like, happy with somebody... how it came out. Yeah, yeah, and it was like it's a nice little read, and there was some positive comments. Yeah, and the thread of Metatalk is really nice for for the most part. Yeah, and uh, and then maybe like most importantly, as far as like thing happening right now, is the Metafilter user survey, which you mentioned up at the top and we have linked literally at the top of the page in the site banner and the sidebar. But uh, it's this is a transition team has put this together to gather more information about sort of where people within the Metafilter community are at in terms of wants and needs and their thoughts about the site. Um, and if you can take the time to go do it, even if you're a casual mephite, even if you're just sort of lurky, go do it. Like more information is useful. I filled and it out. Help get Did us. you fill it out? Yeah, I, I still need oh to do God. it. Um, hey, I don't, you know, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> plus I guarantee you like the one person, the transition team already knows a lot of <laughs> thoughts about the site from is me. Like they, they couldn't get away from it, um, in the process of getting this started. Uh, but yes, go, go, go do it. If you know other Mephites who, uh, would be inclined to do it, but might not be paying attention, pass it on to them. More information is useful. This is a good way to get information that doesn't just come through the kind of complicated mediation of a meta talk thread where, you know, you don't get the same sort of broad take. You get fairly focused and uh, often very subject specific uh, takes on stuff. Um, so yeah, get, get it out there, help the transition team get some more data to work with and uh, help design the future of the community to support the community that's the whole fucking thing fantastic um and yeah and that's that that's i think that's basically it and this is you know this is a thing we were talking about early on too how i need to still like be reading the site and can't just show up to the pocket it's like oh yeah i don't read metafilter uh, i don't have to read metatalk i might not talk about metatalk that's fine this is this is the thing i could be like you know hey jessamine what was happening over on that gray that's site fine. That's although i problem. do have to mention i don't have to read it either fuck off um yeah, true well you know but uh we'll do what we can, i do though. enjoy the meta talk tales Yes. Regardless I, I of how I'm those. feeling about the rest of the site, I, I often yeah. find that it's good to participate in those sort of community building exercises if you don't participate in the other stuff. Although for you personally, I'll give the same advice that I gave Matt, like fuck off for a month or two just to like remember what yeah. you did with your time before. Yeah. Well, and I will say I am I, I, I am already at this point like enough of the transition stuff has gotten done and I've managed to relax enough about enough stuff that I really am finding myself having a better time just enjoying my time on Metafilter because it's a like place I like to go. And that's 
great already. Um, and being able to like not feel an obligation to keep up is also great. But like for now, it's like, oh, it's nice. It's nice. No, I'm just I'm reading this thread because I want to. I don't want to read that thread, so I'm not going to. What a what a great setup. What an excellent plan. Ah, good. I'm so happy for you. Um, yeah. No, it's good. I, uh, While not I'm, being I'm unhappy for, for me, me so that's a good. You yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm glad it's not zero sum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a podcast. We did it. We went 140. This is our uh, new recent record. Um, well, maybe it'll be shorter after editing. I don't know. Um, yep. But yes, uh, I'll get this stuff off to Edvos. Thank you, Edvos, uh, again for get doing this part out. of it. Thank you. And yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk in a month and uh, whatever else. I don't know. Things, stuff. It's a podcast. Sounds good. See you on the site. We should clarify because it was pre-roll that this is because you're house sitting and not because you've suddenly realized your house is full of cameras. Oh, gosh. No, no, no. Everything's cool. Um, but I'm dog sitting.